Welcome back to the Advocates Podcast. I'm Joanna Rohr, Outreach and Educational Program Specialist here at Farm Credit. This is our second episode of the Farm Transition Planning Podcast Series, and joining us is our guest host, Darlene Livingston from Pennsylvania Farm Link. We'll explore farm family succession planning, business planning, and more. But first, if you missed the first episode in the series, we encourage you to explore going back and taking a listen to the first episode about guiding families through transition with John Black. But without further ado, I'll kick it over to Darlene, our guest host, to get us started with our next episode. I'm Darlene Livingston, your host, and I'm also Executive Director of PA FarmLink and operate a livestock and crop farm with my family in Indiana County. Today's guest is Marlon Hartzler, a crop and hog farmer in Belleville, Pennsylvania. Marlon will discuss his journey in farming and the transition along the way. Marlon, thank you for joining the podcast. Glad I could be here today. Marlon, Tell our listeners about yourself and your farm. When did you start farming? And walk us through a timeline of your farm business from then until now. I am a fourth generation dairy farmer. Well, I'm not a dairy farmer anymore. Uh, I started farming in 2008. I bought my farm from my grandfather and we started milking cows in 2008. So from 2008 to 2010, we were farming the way Grandpa did. In 2011, we took AgBiz Master's class, which was a turning point in our operation. We worked with Farm Credit from 2010 to 2016 when we sold the cows. And those years were very foundational, and there was a lot of financial foundation in those six years. I can't quite stress that enough, but then we sold the cows in February of 2016 and I got an off-farm job and raised dairy heifers until we got our hog barn built and we populated our hog barn in November of 2018 and we started with finisher hogs and we did finisher hogs from 2018 until January of 20, so just over a year. And then we switched over via the company's request. We switched to uh, nursery pigs. And we've been doing nursery pigs from January of 20 to present. So over two years now that we've been doing nursery pigs. Great. You mentioned the transition from your grandfather when you bought the farm in 2008. Why did you want to take over the farm? And what were your greatest hopes and fears at that time? Well, I feel like I was very naive going into the transition. So it might sound odd to say this, but my ambition at the time was just carrying on the family tradition. There wasn't a lot of forethought on my part as to taking on a business, you know, is the business going to fail? Is it going to make it? Those kind of things weren't really to my detriment. Those things were not really on my radar at that point. They sort of came bubbling to the surface between 2008 and 2010 um, when we realized that, whoa, this is not working. So 
I would say there wasn't a lot going into it, but they came shortly after that this is not working. We need we need to do something. Marlon, I think that's very um that's critical that you recognize that as well. I think that's very good that you recognize that. That's excellent. I would say that's created success in your business today, but also um, I commend you for recognizing it and, and looking at it at that point and saying, okay, you know, we need to make some changes or whatever, or just recognizing the, the need there. You've also gone through a transition of farm enterprise from dairy to hogs, which I'm sure was not an easy um, decision. Tell us about that transition and how you came to come to that conclusion and why it was important for the future of the farm. Well, we we realized soon after we started that things were not going well. And so we got farm credit involved, as I said, and we worked with them for six years as we dairied. And through those six years, we implemented a lot of changes we played catch up financially like we were we were we had dug ourselves in a hole i mean it was not it was not pretty and farm credit was great with helping us benchmarking against ourselves you know going forward how are we doing things like that and we we put enough we had enough history on the books that we saw that financially the the dairy setup that we had was not working and and we could see it for what it was you could look at the numbers and say we've been keeping these records for six years this is what we have and it's going nowhere and we were at the point where we needed to up our cow numbers we need to to expand we needed more income the income was just not there and so we started looking at other options could we still be dairy farming today? Probably. We would have had to supplement income. We would have had to get off-farm income. You know, my wife start working, things like that. But our vision at that point was family unit on the farm working together. And so th- those options did not really fit our vision at that point. And so we were looking for something that we could do on farm that would be a complete income that would, you know, be a way forward for the family farm. And I think it is important. I think one thing you noted there that you kept in touch with your vision, your family's vision for the farm. I think lots of times we may, as farmers, lose that vision or not think about that when we're in the midst of something. But I think that's very important that you, you know, maintained your focus on that and found your way through to, you know, a successful enterprise or transition for yourselves. Um, sometimes we don't realize all the benefits of a change or transition until a few years go by. What benefits have you seen now that a few years have passed with your um, change to da- from dairy to the swine operation? Well, number one is the financial benefit. It works out on paper at the end of the month. It pans out with the bills. That That's the main benefit. It's still a, a livestock operation, so you, you're tied to it. But there is more flexibility. There is more time. I don't know how you would say it. There's more family time. 
you can plan in family events, vacations and stuff, which I'm finding that is important for a farmer. A lot of farmers think vacation is extravagant, but it's not. I'll just put that little plug in there. One of the other benefits was we were the first hog operation locally. And so we were able to educate people on the hog operation. I mean, there was very little knowledge of hogs locally. And so we were able to calm people's fears and, you know, explain to them how it worked and and things like that, which I don't know if you call that a benefit or not, but that was, that was one thing that we could do that if we were still dairy, we wouldn't have had that opportunity. I think you um, mentioned two important things there. One, I think, is work-life balance and how that positively impacts your family. And the other is really a job that all of us farmers should take seriously, and that's educating others about what we do. And I think we can be our own best advocate if we do that as well. Looking back, is there anything you would have done differently during your farming career? And if so, what would that impact have been on your farm business? I will say to date, because you're still young. (laughs) (laughs) Right. What would we have done different? Well, we should have known what we were getting into. Um, We should have had some financial training, financial yeah, just just running a business and realizing that although farming is a lifestyle, it's also a business and recognizing the business aspect of it and knowing what we were getting into that that part we completely missed. And it would have I think it would have cut out 2008 to 2012 were the worst years. We could have pretty much eliminated those years if we would have had more financial knowledge going into the business when we started. Now, having said that, the School of Hard Knocks is a good teacher. I do not want to relive those years, but they have taught us what we know and and got us to where we are today. I think those are uh, very wise um, words. As a part of our podcast series, we ask, we're asking all our guests a sign-off question. What is one piece of advice farm families should remember while embarking on a family farm transition? I have two things in mind. The first is get hands-on, if, if possible, get hands-on off-farm experience with working with another business or another farm. I think off-farm experience is crucial to bring back to the table. And if if you can include financial in that, I I don't know exactly how that all works, but do something like Ag Biz Masters or some for some other financial classes and work off-farm and just get a, a bigger perspective for what you're trying to do back on the farm. And my second thing is relationships. If you don't have a good relationship with family when you start the transition, you certainly won't when you're done. And so good relationships go a long way in in smoothing out the bumps and not everything's going to get done right every time. And good relationships go a long way at at, at covering up some of those blunders and, and being able to 
you know, move on successfully for both generations. So that would be my, my two cents there. Well, thank you very much, Marlon. I think those are um, wise words. I think you've provided us some extremely important information and a look into your experience. And I thank you for that because I fully believe that your experience will help others as they tackle the whole topic of farm transition and really appreciate that. Thanks for sharing your story and just thanks for being here. Glad I could help you out. Thanks for hosting, Darlene. To learn more about the mission of Pennsylvania FarmLink, visit pafarmlink.org. Interested in learning more about farm family transitions? Join us next week for the final episode in the series, Legal Considerations in Farm Transitions with Jody Anderson Lightly of Stock and Leader. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast with a friend. Get podcast notes and subscribe to email alerts at mafc.com forward slash podcast.